0: John, what movie would you remake but in space? Call me by your name. Cool. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> how, how would that work?
1: Just you know, just the same story, but in a space villa, you know. Space villa. Yeah, just like rich people in space. Maybe there's some like zero gravity peach fucking.
0: Oh, that sounds even more disgusting I now. Know, you can imagine it floating, floating about. Floating it. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, why did you have to go there, John?
1: Sorry, I've made my choice. It's that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Whatever. Home of the show. So Some... Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, and joining me as always is John. Hello. And we're joined by a very, very special and well-qualified guest. (laughs) Finally, a well-qualified one. (laughs) Not these amateurs (laughs) we had in before. (laughs) Uh, Please welcome Dr. James Mason. Hello. Tell us, what are you a doctor of? I'm a doctor of Disney, apparently.
2: (laughs) And how does that work? Well, I uh, studied a PhD for three years. And the subject of my PhD was Disney films, and uh, specifically their audiences, so I didn't get into the technicalities of, of Disney films and you know how they're made or anything. I was interested in why adults watch Disney films, mm-hmm. and so at the end of that, I can call myself a Doctor of Disney.
1: Cool. It's a good bit of branding. And you actually have your PhD sat in front of you. Which yes, is a... I do, in
2: case I need to consult it. Just in case bad. we don't
1: believe you. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into some very deep kind of theory-based stuff here. So yeah, you clearly you haven't read my prepared, PhD. Yeah. Are there
0: many Easter eggs in it? No. Oh, uh,
2: no. you missed a trick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Now, we couldn't invite a Doctor of Disney to this podcast and not ask him to bring a Disney film. Mm -hmm. So, what Disney film have you chosen for us today, James? I have
2: chosen Treasure Planet from Mm -hmm. 2002. Mm -hmm. Part of my thing about Disney is to try and bang the drum that Disney's not just about animation, because only 25% of Disney's output is animated, Mm -hmm. but I've chosen an animated film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought I'd challenge myself to find a Disney animated classic that doesn't have a sequel, and there's not that many of them. And I also wanted to champion a film that quite enjoy. It's not my favourite Disney film. Favourite Disney film has the sequel already, but I thought this was it would be a good... Quick question. Guess. What was your favourite Disney film? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, it's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. And there is that very, very poor sequel that went straight to DVD called The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Whoa, what a yeah. name. Yeah, what yeah, a name. I
0: can I ask, are there any good Disney sequels? Yeah. Because I can name millions
2: of bad ones. Okay. If we're just talking animated. I did watch all of the director video and director the cinema sequels uh, recently. And yeah, there's there are some interesting ones. I quite like Bambi 2. I quite liked The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, Mm -hmm. which is basically having just watched uh, Footloose at the weekend is basically Footloose, but under the water.
0: Oh, that sounds great. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: See, The Little Mermaid is my second favourite movie of all time, not just animated, just in of all films. And I've never watched any of the sequels?
2: Well, I wouldn't bother with Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Sure. that's just the same film, but kind of in reverse. And yeah. That's Ariel's daughter wants to go under the sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is um, there a song, by any chance? <laughs> there's a few songs. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not great. Mm. But then the third one, um, the animation's better. Uh, it is, it's a prequel to um, okay. The Little Mermaid, where Triton's wife whose name I can't remember, has died. And so he bans music oh. and uh, bans dancing, uh, like the film Footloose. And like the film Footloose, one of the main characters is called Ariel. So, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah. Yes, I didn't realise <laughs> quite how much they'd ripped it off until I saw Footloose. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. Walt Disney Pictures presents The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning.
0: Discover the story you never knew. There's more to this place than the eye. How one daring mermaid transformed an entire kingdom. Come on, Sebastian, let's go. That girl is working on my last claw. When a friendship was formed. My name Flounder. And how music came alive.
1: So, Treasure Planet then, aside from the fact that it is a rare Disney film without a sequel, what is it mm-hmm. that you enjoy about this film or why you wanted to talk about it today?
3: Um...
2: It's not in my top, I don't know, it's probably not in my top five Disney films, but I, I find something to enjoy in most of them, mm-hmm. apart from Home on the Range. It's just something a bit different, I think, to normal Disney films, mm-hmm. in that it's about a young man, um, there's no love story involved, at least not for the central character, for Jim. It deals with his uh, issues with his father, so there's a bit more of an interesting sort of a, something maybe a little bit more... An adult vein, maybe.
1: I did, yeah. I did feel like watching it. How the the tone, it, it looked Disney, but I felt like the tone wasn't quite Disney to me. Like it, it did seem like it was telling a different story to what you come to expect from a Disney film and presenting it in a slightly different way.
0: Yeah, it really felt much more modern. I felt mm. the other ones felt a bit more as though they were all fairy tales, and this one just really didn't feel that way. It didn't really make me think, "Oh, this is a Disney film." It didn't feel like what I think of as a Disney film.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What do you think of as a Disney film? I don't know it's more child orientated a bit yeah, yeah i think even though this this film did have parts which were really annoying <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah we'll get
1: to them i have a few issues with this film definitely yeah, but I'm, okay. which i'm sure you do as well
0: yeah i think for me it was
1: the lack of songs was a big part of it okay mm. not a fan if i'm still here oh boy did i hate that song <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah see
0: I, I got to that bit and i was it's the scene before and i was thinking you know what this film's missing it's a musical number is it, wait is this scene building too it is Oh, the music's kicked in. Oh, great. And then it just, it goes downhill so fast. <laughs>
2: It's not in the top pantheon of Disney films. No. So well,
1: it's... it really felt for me like again, just like not a Disney song. Because for yeah, me, a mm-hmm. Disney song, it's di- it's digestic, The character is singing it usually, and it's usually I think of Disney songs as being that very kind of what's the, what's the song who wrote most of them.
2: Like the... um, you're thinking of Alan Menken, Alan Menken, Howard Ashman. Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, kind of too. very
1: musical theater kind of vibe where it's yeah. you know, it's a storytelling song, and it's very kind of melodic and yeah. In this film, it, rather than any character singing anything, it's just a it's sung by the guy from the Goo Goo Dolls and it's very kind of American album-oriented rock, turn-of-the-century, Nickelback kind of style, yep. which for me, like in its genre, I'm sure it's fine. For me, it's not what I want in a Disney film. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to hear that in a Disney film and it just immediately took me out of the film a little bit, to be honest. And that might just be me like applying my stereotypes of what I want Disney to be and I won't allow anything else. But uh, that was the point when it really nailed on me. Like, this is not what I want from a Disney film. I don't want to hear some... Cock rock <laughs> right. maulings on a Disney film. It really it really bugged me. Like it angered me more <laughs> yes, than I think so I it's say. deserved. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So did that piss all over the um, father-son relationship that was building? Yeah. Well, okay,
1: I have to also admit a slight bias towards with this film that also coloured my viewing of it, which is that Muppet Treasure Island <laughs> is also a Disney film. Uh-huh. Also one of my very favourite films of all time. And okay. for me, a childhood classic. Because this film came out in 2002, I think. Yep. Whereas Muppet Treasure Island, correct me if I'm wrong, about 95, 96? 96. 96, I think. Yeah, so that came out when I was 10 years old. So that came out slap bang at the time when I would have enjoyed it. And it's a real nostalgic classic for me. I think it's a great retelling of the story. Yep. I would argue, and we can get into this, I would argue a better, more creative te- retelling of Treasure Island Okay. in some ways than this. Even though it follows the original plot more. You know, it's not in space. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's the original film, but with Muppets. But I felt like they did more with it than this film did, in a weird way. Yes. And so watching this, I couldn't help but compare it against that. And in a lot of ways, it just fell a bit short for me just because it wasn't that film. And I would say with the father-son relationship specifically, because that's such a key part of the Treasure Island story. The Long John Silver character in this film, he was good. He was very good. But he wasn't Tim Curry. Yes, and there were some really emotional scenes in Muppet Ado <laughs> for me when they really dig into that. Like you really feel that sense of him as a, a conflicted character, and there's some scenes between Tim Curry and young Kevin Bishop, which it really get you choked up because they really go in for the emotion. Whereas this film doesn't quite go there. I felt like it didn't. It didn't do that thing that a lot of child-oriented films do for me, modern and classic, where like they really get you in the guts and in the feels, and you find yourself like wiping a tear away. This never quite emotionally moved me. I could appreciate it and what it was trying to do, but it just didn't quite I don't know, for for me anyway, it didn't quite
2: move me. Yeah, I can understand that. I I wasn't as moved as say, like, a Coco or a... Oh god, yeah. Or an Up or a... Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that kind of a weeping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also, I I guess if you're comparing it with Muppet Treasure Island, you didn't have the songs that you have in Muppet Treasure Island. Well, exactly, yeah. Which are fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the... so so many great (laughs) songs in that film. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs)
3: Been so long that we have
0: simply got I really didn't like some of the supporting characters, mm-hmm. particularly uh, what's his name, the Ben Gunn. No, the sort of dog guy. A oh, morph. No, no, no. The... no the, um, the the psychic through most of the film. He was at the B and B at the start. Oh. Doppler. Doppler.
1: Yeah, yeah oh, Dr. No. Doppler. He was possibly my favourite supporting character.
2: Really annoying.
1: Oh, I liked him.
2: He had the best line, which was, and I've written it down, <laughs> I mean, I'm a doctor, but I'm not that kind of a doctor. I have a doctorate. It's not the same thing. You can't help people with a doctorate. You just sit there and you're useless. <laughs> which spoke to me on many levels. Why, does <laughs> <before. laughs> well, just just being a doctor of Disney not come in handy? No. you I get you got podcast gigs. Pres- pres- yeah, I do. I but do, I mean, if I someone
1: do. keels over on a
2: train and someone's like, is there a doctor on the carriage? You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah I true. can't prescribe... And 10 milligrams of Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor,
3: you have wonderful eyes.
2: She's lost her mind. But you
0: can't help her. Dang it, Jim, I'm an astronomer, not a doctor. I mean, I am a doctor, but I'm not that kind of doctor. I have a doctorate. It's not the same thing. You can't help people with a doctorate. You just sit there and you're useless. So what about him did you find particularly... Annoying? Uh, Well, initially that scene where he just starts speaking flatula or something to one of the characters who's just farting everywhere. It's like, oh God, this is a kid's movie, isn't it? (laughs) This is absolutely a kid's movie. But not for that, I had a great time with this film. But that just really got to me on some level. Just like, oh, this is just awful.
1: Any kind of fart joke in Harry is just out.
2: (laughs) I'm there for fart jokes. But this was just... Okay. So I thought he did quite a good job. Um, compared to some Disney films, of not having too cutesy uh, a, a psychic character to pull you out. some My problem with a film like Pocahontas is it's got a, a, a serious plot to it, uh, but then you've got these two, three comedy characters, animal characters, that just totally fit in a different film and mm-hmm. take you out of it. And yeah, I didn't see that so much in this. Eh, maybe in the character of Morph a little bit at times.
1: So. Yeah, Morph was like... It, it, what struck me about Morph, he's like the... Well, first of all, he looks like an off-brand Pokemon <laughs> he's basically ditto from pokemon because he's like a little orange blob or pink blob that shapeshifts into anything yeah i found him quite charming actually in places i quite i liked the visual inventiveness that was drawn out of him being able to turn into anything like i really like the scene when he's when Jim is chasing him, and then they have like a whack-a-mole moment where he just turns into a lot of tiny little Jims.
0: That character was the most Disney character that yeah. there was in this.
1: Totally, and if this film had been a success, because this film was famously a huge financial failure. Yeah. Uh, and if this film had succeeded enough to warrant more of it, that character would have been like the the Stitch yeah. or the the Squirrel from Ice Age. You know, yeah. that's not Disney, but he that would would have been the character that would have been in all the marketing that would have been really like bled
2: dry because it mm. was such a classic Disney kind of sidekick. He was very genie from Aladdin in mm. that he could just turn into anything. He had yeah, he served that. any purpose. Yeah, mm.
1: But yeah. Essentially, because I actually felt like some sidekicks would have maybe not uber cutesy, but like I felt like Jim as a character needed some sidekicks from the start or some friends because I found him to be quite a dour hero, and that was another mm. reason I couldn't quite. Loved the film as much as I wanted to.
2: It wasn't the ponytail.
1: It wasn't a ponytail. Well, he didn't have Gonzo and Rizzo. Yeah, exactly. Like, he <laughs> yeah, but like, he just because he, he's our central character, and for the first half of the film, he's just he's kind of on his own. He's just kind of lonely teenage. And I think from the father son perspective, I think that rings very true because he feels very isolated. And if he had like really good friends, then it might have like undermined that storyline a little bit. But yeah, it just meant that as a, as a lead, he didn't really have much to bounce off. So he's quite. For me, I just, yeah, the word I would use is dour. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't find him terribly charming in the way that I find, say, Ariel charming or... Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin, perfect. Yeah, you know, Ariel or Aladdin or or Simba, you know, the classic ones. They all have people to bounce off so that they're not just walking miseries, you know. Simba has a horrible situation happen to him, but then he, Timon and Pumbaa raise him up and keep the mood pretty light. And I think this film made a conscious choice to not do that. And that's a, that's a noble experiment, whether it works or not. I think if it failed, it didn't fail for lack of trying or lack of imagination. It definitely wanted to achieve something. And whether or not that worked is up for debate. So,
2: yeah. Do you think it would have succeeded more if it was released now? and Where maybe. Disney is now? Because I feel like maybe it was just released at the wrong time. Mm. I mean, it was written by um, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, who went on to write... A million and one Pirates of the Caribbean
0: films. Sorry, I thought you were going to say Million and One Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've not got a, a, a disappointing <laughs> sequel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, One Hundred
2: and Two Dalmatians. Mm. That's a good film. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, oh no, sorry, One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Two. There are two different films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they went on to write Pirates of the Caribbean uh, after this, um, and they were obviously really popular. Although I can't quite get my head around them because I quite liked the first one, and then I didn't get past the second one. Yeah and that's me as a Disney, a Doctor of Disney. Mm. Yeah, I just wonder if nowadays it would have hit better now that Disney is hitting that, um, let's be stereotypical, teenage boy audience that they seem to be going for with this, that they always seem to be trying hard to hit with films like um, John Carter. I know it's animated, but another sort of sci-fi flop, massive sci-fi flop for Mm. Disney. And um, Mars Needs Moms, which is (laughs) a... one that I haven't even seen, um, <laughs> which is another uh, sort of a motion capture thing by Robert Zemeckis that mm-hmm. flopped hard, another one that seemed to be aiming for the sci-fi teenage boy market.
1: Mm. It's interesting to me that, yeah, Disney, again, if you're thinking of the animated ones, the Disney films that succeed are generally a little bit more in that classic storytelling mode. And this did strike me as very much kind of a boy's film, right through from that the way the music was, rather than being musical theatre, it was this kind of, you know, angst rock kind of vibe, yeah. this soft rock Music and like you said, the lack of singing and the lack of funny sidekicks and there's no romance story in there. So and it's interesting that that, as you say, there's so many examples of that failing and like it's interesting mm. that they can't seem to get that right or maybe that audience, is it there? Is it not there? They're all just watching Marvel films now. But
2: well, Disney bought Star Wars and that was the end of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to do their own. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think it's interesting that one of the faults I think of the film. I'm uh, probably going to talk about some faults. Is the. Um, I think there are two named female characters in this film. Yeah. And we know that, I mean, it's well documented that Disney films are not great in their... They might have a a woman in the lead, but how many lines of dialogue does she get? Sure. Often not that many. You've got Jim's Mm mum, and then the other character, at least the other female character, is the captain of the ship. Mm -hmm. So she's in a position of power, but... Uh, then she obviously she has to have some sort of a relationship with Doppler. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know.
0: It's I did not really feel at all. <laughs> no. No.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, as soon as she showed up, I was like, first of all, as you said, it's it's a female capital, like, great, good choice, like it. And then it's Emma Thompson. It's like, fantastic, love it. And her first two scenes, she's great because she's doing, it almost felt like it was Emma Thompson ad-libbing because she was so, they really, if not, they were writing to Emma Thompson's voice because she was using a lot of really, you know, her big... High school Scrabble words and just being very like sarcastic and quippy and it was great and she was a really instantly my favorite character, but then she gets totally sidelined. Yeah, and then by as the film progresses, she she gets injured early on, and then she just doesn't really have anything to do in the back end of the film apart from rely on this male character. Yeah, who also being voiced by David Hyde Pierce that that romance element. Had an element of comedy for me, like bark at the wrong tree. <laughs> it's like watching old Fraser now and like going, oh bless, we were really invested in this once. Little we knew. Like.
2: It was an interesting voice cast, I think. Yeah. You had, yeah. Um, you had Niles from Fraser. Yeah. Yeah, you had is it Tommy from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, it was very like yeah. sitcom. Paul from the nineties yeah. sitcoms. Who was the other one? Yeah. Oh, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Laurie uh, Metcalf. From, from Roseanne, Roseanne. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, Martin Short was. I, I quite liked him as Ben. Oh, but... he was my least favourite character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> I can second least, least for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Mm-hmm. But maybe the fact that Silver, I don't even know the name of the actor who played Long John Silver, is mm. not a name. Yeah. Maybe that had some lack of impact on that character. Maybe. he wasn't Tim Curry and you know, bringing the subtlety of Tim Curry to the part. True, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess, although I'm actually quite a fan when... Animated movies don't rely on star names, because I often find them quite distracting. Like, as much as I loved hearing Emma Thompson's voice in in this film or in any film, by the same token, like, as soon as you hear Emma Thompson, you're like, that's Emma Thompson. Mm. So I actually, you know, some of my favourite Disney characters, because a lot of the 80s and 90s ones didn't use star names particularly, like, Mm -hmm. Jodie Benson, who played Ariel, is just, is a voice actress. She's not a celebrity. Pat Carroll, who did Ursula, one of the great voice performances of all time, but she's primarily known for that. So, yeah, I'm not... Outwardly biased towards celebrity names, and I thought like, that the guy who did the voice of Lon John Silver was fine. Yeah, I think it was just more like, yeah, Tim Curry is a high bar to jump over. Like, you know, <laughs> has that
2: ever been said before? Yeah, <laughs> 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 probably not in that way of phrasing it. Really. No, maybe you need to do Congo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Off with your lad, and watch the launch. There'll be plenty work awaiting for you afterwards. <laughs>
2: We best be keeping a sharp eye on this one. Anymore? We wouldn't want him
0: straying into things he shouldn't.
1: You know how they could have fixed Emma Thompson's character for me? Well, not fixed. Mm. I wish they'd done more about her being a cat. <laughs> right. Like, yeah,
0: I, I do think that a lot of the characters who were animals or whatever they were, they really did need some more jokes just on along all of them. Yeah. Especially that other guy. What was his name we're going to keep forgetting? Doppler. Doppler, yeah. Like, mm. the, Did he have any dog jokes?
2: I don't think so. Because yeah, why
0: not? It would be great. Yeah. Because then uh, Emma Thompson's character, the first thing that happens when she sort of swings into scene along some ropes or something, you hear a cat sh- uh, screaming meow. Yeah. Which never happens again or anything. No. Not that that was a joke or anything, but like they they lent into the cat element of her character a very, very little bit at the start and then dropped it.
1: Yeah, I wanted her to be like, land, when, she, when they fall... I wanted I wanted every time she fell from something, she'd land on all feet. You know? mm. I wanted some Nine Lives jokes. I wanted... A cat falling in love with a dog wanted that to be a joke, you know, but they mm-hmm. never really went there with it. Like, I know it's kind of low hanging fruits, but it's, yeah, fun. it's fun, yeah. It's, always, some it's nice... always fun. Yeah, I just wanted some, some nice quirky little jokes <clears throat> about that because, mm. yeah, she just, just didn't get enough to do. Mm. If you want cheap jokes like that, watch a DreamWorks film. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> you know what I wanted? Modern cultural references. I heard
2: that date really well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I quite liked about Jim was that. Um, you know, it's the the common thing that everyone in a Disney animated film is an orphan. Mm. I quite like that in this one, his dad had actually just left. Yeah, I, I hadn't realised, I'd forgotten about that until I rewatched it again. That, mm. that was a thing that happened, uh, mm. and that felt quite a again a, quite a modern take on on Disney.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they did do that well, and that kind of they I think they did set up the father son kind of vibe between Long John Silver and Jim mm. very nicely, and the, the the journey that Long John Silver goes on between like his desire for money and the treasure, and yet his being conflicted about the fact that he actually does care for Jim and he can't bring himself to actually do him any harm, and the multiple times he has the opportunity to kill him and he just can't do it. I think they, they did do that really well. It was very nice. Didn't it confuse me?
0: Did the captain... And the first mate? Did they not realise that they were commanding a ship of pirates? <laughs> <laughs> very, very obvious pirates. See,
1: again, I'll say they make that joke much more explicit in Muppet Treasure Island. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. The captain in that is played by with the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, played by Kent the Frog. He was a real actor, uh, <laughs> and he's going for this list of ridiculous piratey names like um, Old Tom, very old Tom, Dead Tom, <laughs> Ugly Bug Face Baby O'Brien, Murderous Pete. You know. Mm-hmm spiky joe and there's all these ridiculously villainous sounding names and then he just then he cuts to him like these are the worst people i've ever sp- set for who hide these people and there's a joke that it's a uh, bear hide his thumb hide them <laughs> so... <laughs> it's the Bumble. It's funny it's mr bumble, bumble. Yeah. it's mr Pimble, yeah <laughs> it's funnier <you're> in context <laughs> sure yeah. right well
0: i can't wait to watch it with you Roll call.
2: long john silver aye aye sir short stack stevens aye one-eyed jack
3: Aye. Black Eyed Pea? Yeah. Wall-Eyed Pike? Aye.
0: Polly Lobster? Ah. Mad Monty? Aye. Sweetums? Aye. <laughs> old Tom?
2: Aye hey Real Old Tom? Aye. Dead Tom?
1: Aye, aye. <laughs> So, we haven't really talked yet about the character of Ben Gunn. Who in this film is a robot. Who's just Ben, B-E-N, which B-E-N-Y. stands for
0: something. Yeah. Mm. I feel yeah. like he's really underused. Like, as soon as he yeah. came in, he looked like he was the character that we're all supposed to fall in love with. And he's supposed to be the character on the cover of the film or something. Mm. But mm-hmm. then he's just there for only a little bit. Yeah. And he's quirky for a bit. And then he gets his brain back or whatever. And then he's still quirky. Yeah, because if you compare <laughs> it to that's so dumb. some done.
2: Yeah, if you compare it to, like, Timon and Pumbaa, who come into the Lion King relatively late on mm. in, in the but they make a, such a big impact. Yeah, they uh, steal the movie. Like yeah. the second
1: half of the movie, it's yeah. so much about them. Yeah, yeah. But not plot wise. they're never they're always just an, ancillary characters, but they dominate the movie yes. in the sense that they're so memorable and fun. So much
0: they got their own
2: film. Yes, it's, exactly. Yeah. Ben serves a. He's a plot point, isn't he? I was really? going to say he, yeah. He, he felt like he was purely there to get serve. you from here to here. Yeah, he yeah. was to get you from A yeah. to B.
1: I really. Viscerally disliked him. <laughs> <laughs> I just—he felt like a very Jar Jar Binksy kind he of. He did, didn't he? It was really like yeah. so full on, and it was like it's—it's it's the kind of character that I find really hard to watch, where they're just. Constantly fucking up the plot. Yeah, you know, it's like because they're just running around causing chaos and make, you know being loud and attracting attention. It's just it's stressful to watch. It's like, oh I just can't with this. Like, yeah. So I found no. him hard work. But, uh... I had the
0: exact same thought. Just like is this guy Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. <laughs> so much so that I thought are they voiced by the same person? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. Yeah, that was the actor Martin Short, who's a comedian, who was definitely like doing a lot. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs>
0: A carbon-based life form, come to rescue me at last! I just wanna hug you and squeeze you, and hold you close to me. All right, oh, okay. <laughs> just let go of me. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. It's just, I, I've I've been marooned for uh, so long. I mean, <laughs> solitude's fun. Don't get me wrong. For heaven's sakes, after a hundred years, you got a little nuts. <laughs> I've probably been overly harsh. I actually did enjoy this film, but I'm, I'm, I do tend to nitpick because I think it's... Yeah, you can't yeah. come to a podcast and just be like, oh, that's <laughs> nice, that's nice, that's nice. You have to mean. think about oh, the pros and cons. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can definitely see how if you were somebody who was a teenage boy who maybe had an, an absent father figure because I actually watching this film, it probably would really move you. And I hope that
2: even though the film was a financial failure. I hope it's found its audience. Mm. There's a lot of love out there for it. Yeah. I mean, I saw some of the comments when you said um, on social media that this was going to be a film. Mm. A lot of people really yeah. excited for this film.
1: I think this is one that, even though it wasn't a huge money spinner, and it's not as iconic as The Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, etc. Mm. People who like it really like it. Yeah, and that's often the mark of a good film, in many ways. Yeah. I mean, just very quickly, because we haven't really touched on the fact that this was a huge failure. Mm. Like, it cost over £100 million to produce. Mm-hmm. And then it made, like... 30 million in America and then 100 okay. million worldwide but it didn't it didn't even break even What? why do you think it failed? because um, it didn't get bad reviews it mm-hmm. It got. It was warmly
2: received by critics but the audiences just didn't send out for it it came out the same year as Lilo and Stitch mm. which got three sequels TV series a Japanese anime series um, and just exploded mm-hmm. um, so maybe it paled in comparison to that sure. I think Lilo and Stitch came first mm-hmm. um so Yeah, yeah. so maybe there was um, a residual effect from that. Maybe it was the fact that Disney is seen as being um, a, quite a feminine medium and, and, and not making films for boys, because this, I'm not saying this is a film for boys, but it feels more of a film for boys than what Disney usually does. Sure. And so maybe there were just issues there in, in trying to, I, I don't know how well it was uh, promoted compared to other films, mm. um, whether there are any issues in terms of I've not really looked into it. I thought, maybe I'll read up on it before the podcast. And I thought, no, nah, people can go out and find that out for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Do your uh, own work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to give my opinions. But yeah, maybe it just hit at the wrong time. I do think that if it had been released now, yeah. then it might have done better, yeah. just in the current climate.
1: Yeah, the only things I can think of is two things. One that I remember, when it came out in 2002, I don't remember seeing a lot about it. Like you said, Lilo's Stitch was everywhere. It was merchandised. I've never actually sat down and watched that film, because <gasps> it was... It's one, one I've not gone back because two thousand two I was maybe sixteen I think 15, 16. so I was past the point where I would like rush to see the latest Disney film and now that I'm back I've, now that I've come back around I'm not I'm not that wasn't to be just that I was eighteen I'm, and so like in the cinema John right, <laughs> for me like I've come back around to Disney films but that was at a point when I'm I i did not see it in the cinema for whatever reason but I know I feel like I know the film anyway because that character Stitch was everywhere, like there was so much merchandising around him. Yeah. And so maybe this film didn't have that kind of hook, of that kind of easily merchandisable character that I guess would have been Ditto. Not Ditto, that's the Pokemon. Would, <laughs> it would have been Morph, would have been Morph. But for whatever reason that didn't take or wasn't pushed yeah. in that way. And yeah, watching the trailer, I watched the trailer for the film, the, fi- okay. the original theatrical trailer before this show, and it, it didn't make it look terribly interesting. Right. I think maybe it just, because it doesn't have the songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any outside materials, like a hit single that would be played on the radio or the ITC on TV. And it didn't have... Apart from the fact that it was Treasure Island in space, it didn't really have a particular hook to grab people into it. So yeah. I think maybe that might have been why it was just a bit of a tough sell. Yeah. they never quite figured out how to market it, so yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Because when I look at it now, even though I've established some issues I have with it, if I watched like five Disney films of the period, four that made hundreds of millions of this one that didn't, I don't think I could point to this and say, well, this is clearly the inferior product Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not demonstrably worse than most Disney films at all. I think it definitely stands. But for whatever reason, yeah, just didn't take. So I do think the marketing must be a big part
2: of it. Especially in two years later, Disney produced Home on the Range, mm. which was a boring I'm... disappointment. Yeah, I've got a feeling that is when you have very strong opinions on. <laughs> yeah, that's when I have opinions on. Yes, yeah. How how do you make a film that is about three cows on an adventure, voiced by Roseanne, Judy Dench, and Jennifer Tilly? How do you make that boring? Yeah, <laughs> that takes a, a special level of. Something. <laughs> Did that have diegetic songs? Uh, Yes, yeah. so I think it had both, because it okay. was a very country-oriented soundtrack. Does Roseanne um, sing at any point? I can't remember. Maybe I've blacked it out. Yeah, because the,
1: <laughs> the only thing I know about Roseanne, her musical talents, or lack thereof, is that back at the height of her fame as a sitcom star, she sang the American National Anthem at one of the... Have you ever no, seen that footage? No. Oh, it's good. <laughs> okay. And by good, I mean it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And that is a perfect moment to see into drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harry, what have you got?
0: Cool. I've only just got two this week. James, you got some drinking games for Treasure right Planet? Oh, that's okay. No. Well, have any come to mind? So. so, first of all, drink whenever you see an alien with more or less than two eyes. Mmm. Yeah, I did like the alien
1: design. Like, I did like they the They were great, weren't they? Yeah, there
0: were some really good ones. Like, I like. I
1: loved the one that was like... It was like it was one person, then it was two, because the head was its own thing. and the legs, easily, and...
0: easily the best one. Totally. Yeah. That was but yeah, it really reminded me of Futurama. Yes. I thought. Because mm. the aliens, which are so creative.
1: I agree. Yeah, it definitely had a Futurama vibe. Mm. In fact, one of the slugs really looked like one of the characters yeah, in the
0: it did.
2: <laughs> Yeah? I really like the farting alien. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did too. So. No, thought it was a good joke.
2: No, <laughs> I like the fact no. that they, they called the language flatula. Yeah, I I'm fluent in mean, flatula. I, I, so. I enjoyed that bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but... Not the farting. No.
0: no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's, not, it's not
2: proper.
1: Was Flatula a bad guy in the end then? I think so, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think
2: he was one of that crew. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: How cool is this? Sorry about that. I didn't
3: need-
2: Allow me to handle this. Yeah. I'm fluent in Flatula, gym. Took two years of it in high school.
1: Okay, so my first one is somewhat related. It is uh, drink every time a supporting character is abruptly killed off. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, a lot of Disney films have death in them, but this one really struck me as like, wow, a lot of side characters are dying. They <laughs> do, don't they? Yeah, like you got lobster guy gets he floats out to space. Yeah, uh, presumably dies. Uh, bunch of them fall into the molten lava at one point which is a horrifying way to go mm. when they're in the treasure when they find the oh yeah that's true the well everybody treasure.
0: apart from john silver
1: basically yeah well there's some survive the ones that are back on the boat because they end up like tied up but yeah mm. there's definitely a couple that fall into molten lava quite abruptly and i'm sure i'm sure someone else dies well mr arrow dies mm-hmm. whereas he does not get to come back no in mother Mub- island spoiler yeah. he comes back he doesn't <laughs> die because you can't <laughs> kill sam the eagle no
2: you're all weirdos, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. think it was nice and bold to actually kill a main character like that and yeah. not bring them back,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's not a criticism, it's just it was, it was an interesting touch, yeah. and again, maybe speaks to the audience this film was
0: going for like yeah. it wasn't pulling its punches in that way, particularly. So, mm. yeah, drink whenever you see an alien which must have descended from a human and an animal, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like uh, Emma Thompson is a cat, yeah, David yeah. Had Pierce is a dog, yeah.
0: Uh, there's, there's a few others. There's the turtle guy. who at, at Oh, Billy Bones who... is a turtle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Again,
1: he's, he's, he's good, but he's, I'm going to just keep saying this about everything. He's good, but he, he's mm. no Billy Connolly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course. This the ma- black <laughs> spot! <laughs> this does,
0: does make me wonder, though. Is this film set in the future or like an alternate... Like Star Wars a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away. what What is what is this? Yeah, it never gets established, does that? Is mm. no. it really? Um,
2: does it need to?
1: I thought it was a really yeah. weird choice because... If you say to me, Treasure Island, but in space, I'm like, that's cool. That is a really interesting concept. You can do something with that. But it really felt like this film took them into space and then tried to make space as much like the sea as humanly possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I like that. I like that everybody was like sailing around in ships. Sure. There were whales. And... Like yeah. yeah, there were yeah, there were whales. There was barnacles growing on the bottom of the ship. Like yeah. I, I liked that. Yeah. No, I, I find it good because there were some good jokes there. Sure, I just
1: again, it didn't feel like it was playing that as much for laughs. It's like, oh, it's the sea, but it's
2: space, but it's
0: still the sea, right? Well, like they could have just turned it into Star Trek at that point, yeah, which would have been less fun. I did, I
2: yeah. think the um, introduction to Jim felt very like the modern remake of Star, didn't Star Trek. Just, yeah. didn't
0: it? Just, did, <laughs> yeah, uh, did you guys notice the Star Trek reference in this, by the way?
2: Oh, the the bit that came before the quote I read out earlier, about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor. Uh, yeah, not that kind of doctor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. I'm a, doc- I'm a doctor, not an astronomer. Yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> that was good. Yeah.
2: I thought the
1: beginning scene where he's a, a kid reading the book immediately made me think it was a never-ending Story. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing was going to be in the real world with him reading a story about Treasure Island, but in space, which I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, and then it flash forwards. It's no, it, it, the whole thing was in, in the space universe.
0: But yeah, 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 it was interesting wonder how many kid stories there are in real life now which are actually true. You know, they're just based off myths of explorers with un- unfinished missions or whatever. That's what that <laughs> one was, wasn't it? He was reading yeah. a story about, oh, and there's this map that leads to Treasure Planet. Yes. So somebody must have learnt all about that. <laughs> learnt also what Treasure Planet looks like, despite the fact no one's found it. And put it in a book. Yeah. wonder how many books there are that are actually <laughs> like that, that no one knows the true. Oh, that's an odd one. I haven't got get my head around that. But yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> probably not many. It's a head scratcher. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like Princess Bride, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. Reading the book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of films that do that, employ
2: that. Yeah. I think, um, if you looked closely, there was a, a, a doll of Stitch on his... Um, on the shelf in his bedroom. Oh, the the classic Disney a historic, of, yeah. easter egg. Oh, that's a yeah, good one. He yeah. so stitches going everywhere. It's modern. it's
1: modern as well. You know, same yeah. year. So you're not no. seeing little tiny Jim Hawkins being placed
2: into other... No. Yeah. Marketing <laughs> fail. Marketing no. fail. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think... Yeah, obviously, there was no sequel. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um. There was a computer game, and I think that was about it. There was a soundtrack and a making of book. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: I Apparently, no, there was a sequel in production that was going to feature... Willem Dafoe as the voice okay. of a, a character called Ironbeard. Because obviously with Disney films, because he takes so long to make, the sequels are normally in production before the original comes out. Yeah. Apparently it was the day Willem Dafoe was due to record his first lines. I read I read about this. May not be true. The film came out and the box office grocers came in and then they got the producers got a phone call saying cancel everything, we'll not make any more of this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very sad. That's yeah, sad. Shame. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do one more then, which is drink for questionable logistics.
0: Go on. <laughs> i mean he, it's a disney film so yeah, i, I don't it. it's a, it's, a, it's a film. film so i'm not
1: gonna get too like <laughs> it's, just this yeah, I know, I know. it's
2: a disbelief
0: yeah science
2: fiction film yeah. made
0: up of drawings i know
1: i know i know but yeah just just a lot of the like oh but they're in yeah they're riding a ship in space but um what are they breathing um
0: oh yeah i thought that multiple and times. then when you see
1: the whales it's like what are they breathing like um yeah no, just, there's a lot and i didn't i could not get my head around the end at all like so, um, when he finds the the portal, yeah, it felt really convoluted like, oh, so yes. so the portal he has the ball mm-hmm. that leads them to the portal, and the portal is every time you touch the ball, the portal takes you to another dimension mm-hmm. or another or another mm-hmm. place. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of information to absorb at a, a very late point in the film that that's they hadn't true. really set up like <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you that. Mm. Also did, did nobody think that that's a very valuable piece of technology? Probably more valuable than a planet filled with gold. <laughs> um, you know, probably take that with you, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah a a... Portal that can, you can travel anywhere in time and space. Or sorry, anywhere in space. As quick as you like. Yeah. Just what John was
2: saying there. Maybe think like it was an explanation that you get in a modern Doctor Who.
0: Yeah. It was. Don't listen to this too
2: too uh, closely, and we're yeah. just going to rattle through it and just go with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so
0: that's how Flint did
2: it. He used this portal to. Roam the universe, stealing treasure.
0: But where'd he stash it all? Where's that plastic treasure?
3: Treasure! Treasure! Is buried in the...
2: Buried in the centroid of the mechanism. What if the whole planet is the mechanism? And the treasure is buried in the center
1: of this planet.
0: Okay, let's take a moment to talk about Patreon.
1: Yes, let's. let's I appreciate on.
0: that head wobble you did there. Did I have one? You did. So I got Patreon. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, John, go on. What, what on?
1: <laughs> so yeah, Beyond the Box Set is now on Patreon. So if you're a fan of the show and want to uh, hear a little bit more from us and show us some support, you can go to patreon.com forward slash box set. Uh, where we have a tiered system where you can access a whole host of bonus content, including our bonus movie review show, Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review the latest movies that we've seen at the cinema, such as Isle of Dogs, Love Simon, A Quiet Place, hopefully, at some point. But that's how <laughs> this is out. <laughs> it's been on White Whale for a while. Um, yeah, so there's that. We'll do that weekly. We'll do other little bonus episodes here and there as well, which hopefully you'll be hearing soon. Uh, we also have... What else do we have, Harry.
0: Oh, you throw it back at me, I okay. am.
1: Yeah, catch that ball.
0: <laughs> every week we will do... No, sorry, every month we do a free advert slot, about a 30-second ad or something, which can be of anything that you want to advertise. Could be a podcast, could be a business, It could be a book that you've written yourself. I've written one of those. Yeah?
1: <laughs> want to promote it for as little as $2 a month? <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: look, uh, No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or seeing as you've done us a favour of coming on, you could promote
2: it here if you like. Thanks. Um, I'm not quite sure when it's out because I'm still waiting for the proofs. Right. Um, but if you go to my website, jamesdoes.co.uk, you'll find out when it comes out. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter, James Does Disney. Well, it's going to be a book about Disney films and their spin-offs and sequels. And uh, so, yeah, ideal maybe. That sounds I'm very on-brand on for our listenership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It would be, it'd be, be a valuable addition to your uh, your film library. Brilliant. Yeah. What, what's it called? It's called Disney Connections and Collections. Uh, volume one is uh, movies, and volume two I am working on at the moment, which is TV movies. Yeah, Very cool. cool. I don't say any more about it? <laughs> <laughs> the perfect gift for friends and family. So. Yes, yeah. If they're really nerdy and into Disney, <laughs> if they
1: listen to this podcast, there's a high probability they are both of <laughs> yeah, those yeah, things. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Once a month, we will also let one of our Patreon supporters choose a film that we will cover on the main show. And if you want to join us and talk about it, you're welcome to do so, although you don't have to.
0: Come in in person, come in by Skype. It's up to you.
1: Yep, yeah, either way is fine by us. We always mm-hmm. love to have guests on. Um, and also, if you would like to be a character in one of our sequels, just send us some details about yourself or anyone else... Uh you might like to see featured. real oh, or something about
0: that. Like, send us details of your friend. Yeah, I mean, if you... you like we, a prank.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we'll feature Princess Diana if you want us to, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. Living, dead, historic, real. Does yeah. Paul Burrell listen to your podcast? Maybe. <laughs> if he does, then, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll review the Queen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a thing we do. Anything else?
0: No, I think that's it. So for all that content, if you... Uh... Well, mainly, if you want to support the show, if you if you like us, if you've enjoyed listening and you feel you want to give something back, give money back. Yes. <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set and uh yeah, donations are there. Thank yeah, you. you
1: can donate as little as much as you want from as little as two dollars a month all the way up to fifteen thousand dollars a month, which mm-hmm. is the, the ceiling, which we are we are disputing and fighting, but that's the most uh, we're waiting for that day
0: when somebody will yeah. We've it's got a lot of fans who want to pay us more than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we're assuming, but, from but the... they're not. They're not allowed. So, so currently, they're all paying. You know, sort of like five dollars.
2: Yeah. I think you should have uh, for only five dollars a month you'll be able to feed Harry and John in two days. We should do one of those efforts, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can feed this boy. This
1: poor, starving boy. (laughs) It might work. You might really pull up the heartstrings.
0: That's true. And I am hungry a lot of the time. Yeah, so there you go. And I do look homeless.
1: Yeah. See, it's all coming together, yeah. I think this might be an option. It's a page of feel system, so whether you do donate $2 a month or $15,000 a month or anything in between, you'll get access to all the same content either way. So go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash beyond the box set.
0: Yeah. Right. Sequels. Yes. I'll go first. Sequels. If that's all right, if that's all right with you, do you want to go uh-huh. second, then Johnny third? Yeah, we
1: normally have guests in the middle. Okay. We like yep.
0: to sort of have a guest sandwich. Oh, well,
2: that's yeah. fine with me. Cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Am I might. Well, I've got a bit of a pre credit thing. Sure. So the film is going to be set about 10 years beforehand.
1: So it's still in the treasure planet universe of
0: space. So that's all within that, but it's a prequel.
1: So that means Jim's going to be about 10, maybe? Yeah. 5, 10, 7? So
0: this is going to be the story of Jim's dad. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, So it's a Mm. (laughs) midquel. mid and
2: mid yes. Is it? Like Bambi 2, which takes place not before Bambi, not after Bambi, but in the middle, mm. in the bit between Bambi's mum dying I, and him getting older.
0: I understand what you mean by <laughs> mid-quel, but I really don't think... I, I think this counts as a prequel because... Mm. There is a scene the, at the, the beginning, though. Yeah. There is yeah, a scene, yes, but, the, then and that. but that's like flashback, kind of. Mm. I don't really think this counts as a mid Okay. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Oh, the so a quick google uh, told me that jim's dad is called leyland or leyland
1: i'll believe you sure
0: (laughs) cool two blank faces there (laughs) um who i'm saying is an army lieutenant working for the royal navy fleet he's the first officer of the flagship of the fleet the rls intrepid led by captain will arrow okay who is the big brother of mr arrow from the original film Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Ah, and who is playing will arrow how does hugh jackman
0: sound is in
1: literally how does he sound as a voice actor <laughs> yeah I mean he's good he can, middling he can sing he's got a yeah. good sonorous voice I think mean, he'd be good in voice roles I don't know if he's done any but he'd definitely be good at
2: them he was a voice in Flushed Away ah the Dreamworks Admin uh, film
3: yeah
0: mm-hmm. I don't think he's done any Disney work one day I think he could he, he could do anything now oh yeah after he's done Logan and the Greatest Showman yeah a lot of people are aware he, he's got range yes Vocal
1: range, he can sing. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, that's it's not a, your best. Clearly, I
0: can't. Sorry, not my best. No, it's in the room. <laughs> okay, so the opening scene is going to be a sweeping shot of their fantastic new ship in all its glory, and uh, then the ship gets attacked by three pirate ships. Okay, can I stop you
1: again for a second? Bloody Sorry, y'all. there might be a lot of these. So, Mr. Arrow in this film was kind of a dog, is that if I remember correctly? What was Mister Arrow a dog? No, it was kind of, it? of made out of
2: stone. It was a bit like a thing. Oh, it was like I
1: a granity thing, wasn't it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So, is this character the same? Or... Yeah. That's the design. Is the yeah, same. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure.
0: So, it's a very intense battle with many hands lost, and uh, the intrepid is. It, it by the way, it's carrying an unknown but very valuable piece of cargo, ah. top secret. The pirates board the ship and fight hand to hand with the crew. The fight is brutal. Many hands are lost. Just <laughs> hands. Yep, <Yeah>, many many, <laughs> many hands are lost. Just, <laughs> just lots, like, of, uh, lots of fingers flying. Attacks rolling. to the wrist. <laughs> Is Captain Hook a part of the crew? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, okay, many people are lost. If that makes it clearer for you. Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Captain Arrow orders the crew to abandon ship. In a conversation um, on the bridge, Captain Arrow says to Leyland... By the way, Leyland was his first mate. Okay. I'm not sure I've mentioned that before. Leyland, I want you to lead the crew to safety. I'm going to fight for the ship. But, Captain, I'm much more used by your side. Lieutenant Atkart has much more capable of leading them. That's not order commander. Who is, sorry, uh, Lieutenant Eckhart. Currently, who comes up later? Okay, sure. Well, initially she was going to be Amelia. Yeah. Um, who was Emma Thompson? Sure. Okay. But then I needed to change her, so I thought <laughs> hey, Amelia. Amelia Eckhart. Eckhart. There we go. Um, oh, Amelia Earhart, like Amelia like Eckhart.
1: It. I like it. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So, who's, who's, voicing, so who's, who's voicing Amelia Eckhart?
0: I don't know. I haven't thought of anybody. Who can you think of? And we took. We're looking for a female character in this. Yeah, point. yeah. Okay. I mean, it may as well be Emma Thompson, but that would just be a little confusing. Sure. Well, how about Helena
1: Bonham Carter? Sure. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, being a Disney sequel, it could be. Does Emma Thompson have a sister? She
1: does. <laughs> a less famous sister. She has a sister. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. She could voice it. Sure, sure, like sure. Like Pocahontas, where Mel Gibson's brother
1: played. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, nice. the same character. Okay, well, Sister Thompson is playing her. <laughs> Sophie Thompson. Sophie Thompson is Emma Thompson's
0: sister. Do you know that? I do, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was made up or not. <laughs> no, it just came to me then. And I was like, <laughs> racking my brains and then, yeah. But Captain is by his side, Lieutenant Atkant is more than capable of leading them. That's an order, Commander. Now, get to your post. And as the saying goes, the captain goes down with the ship. So the two salute, and Leland has a tear in his eye. Two of them draw their swords and exit the bridge to fight their way to the lifeboats and to the cargo to hold. Leland gets there without a problem and organises the crew onto the boats and off the ship within minutes. He maps out a journey to the nearest star base and they set off. I lieutenant that car Oh, I did cast her. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Emma Watson? Oh, okay. Emma okay. Thompson,
1: Emma Watson. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah. actually
0: make that thing when I was, when I was thinking <laughs> of it. Emma Watson was just who I thought of. Okay. Yeah. She's more bankable than Sophie Thompson. so <laughs> Yeah. <probably>. yeah. <laughs>
2: this must be going to the cinemas and not straight to DVD. Yeah.
0: So she looks at the Leyland and asks, what, what did the captain go down fighting for? And with a tear in his eye, Leland looks back at the ship and sees the pirate ships leave and fly off at speed. The Intrepid is adrift for a second and then explodes. Cut to black and the title of the film is displayed, The Map to Treasure Planet. Uh, mm. So they're still fighting over the map, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. The same map, yeah?
0: The same map, yeah. Okay. The crew arrive at the starbase and are taken good care of. Leland is debriefed by the generals of the fleet. He's ordered to take some paid leave um, along with the rest of his crew. But what are you going to do about Captain Arrow? He may still be out there as a prisoner of the pirates. Well, and until we can retrieve the wreckage of the ship, we cannot assume his survival. That's all, Commander Leland. You were dismissed. And ships back to your home planet will be departing in a few hours. So Leland walks out, and the next scene of is of him arriving home and meeting his wife and his son, Jim. Who... It's a little
2: Jim, yeah. Okay.
0: And, uh, well, this is the same scene from a part of the flashback where he walks in and Jim's just on the floor playing with a boat uh, okay. or something, and he just. Did you say his head he was playing past. Leland? Yeah. Uh, no. Um. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Who, oh, sorry. Yes, Hugh Chapman, Sorry. Yeah. No, Hugh Jackman would not abandon his son.
2: No, he's too nice. Yeah. No, hang on. There might be a reason why.
0: Yeah. So he now has a very extreme case of PTSD. Sure. And uh, well, it bothers him for years. We're going to pass over that quite quickly. Sure, Because <laughs> it, huh? it's not very fun. <laughs> and not much plot happens. He's just difficult. So a few years later, a letter comes through the post addressed to him from the Navy. Uh, the letter says that they've managed to retrieve the wreckage of the, of the intrepid and have found no signs of the captain being on board at the time of the explosion. They've made the assumption the captain has been taken by the pirates and invited Leyland to help in his recovery. Lind is being offered his own ship and promoted to the rank of captain if he accepts. Mm-hmm. The next morning, with only a quick word to his wife, he sets off for his mission without turning back. So He's... that's the
1: scene of abandonment? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, right. Okay. So does he have a good relationship with his son? A bad
0: relationship?
1: Is he Probably not a good one, let's be honest. Right. Is it all, is all it all stems from the PTSD? He react yeah, okay. essentially. Right, okay.
0: okay. Yeah, he can't really form emotional attachments because he feels too much guilt for losing his captain. Okay, sure. When the first officer's job is to look after the captain. Sure, yeah.
1: I mean, a father's job is
0: to look after his son, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds fine. He's got the mother. True, true. Fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to space dock and is shown to his new ship, the RLS Galaxy. He's introduced to his first mate, Commander Atkart. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, many of the crew of the, uh, of the original ship are... Uh, they're all here. They're all looking to find their old captain. Ah. They are given a heading of where the pirates were last seen, and they head off. Years of tracking these pirates eventually leads them to the Skull planet... Literally a whole planet in the shape of a skull. Oh, cool. Okay. They make their approach with all hands at battle stations and they find their way to the main civilization on the planet and quietly land the ship in the outskirts without the pirates noticing. Captain Leyland orders uh, Commander Ratcart to infiltrate the base. She stealthily makes her way to the pirates while trying to find out where they keep their prisoners. Turns out she's underestimated the pirate's skills and is very quickly surrounded and outnumbered. She surrenders, and gets taken to the leader. She's taken to a large throne room with lots of jewels. Sitting on a throne is John Silver.
3: Mm.
0: And he's there with his stupid arm and everything. His <laughs> stupid arm. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have here then? Well, my name is Commander Eckhart of the RLS Galaxy, formerly Lieutenant Captain Arrow of the RLS Intrepid. Ah, oh, you're one of Arrow's crew. we wait waiting for you lot to show up. Well, what can I do for you then? Tell us what you want with our captain. It's, it's not what we want from him. It's, it's what I want for him.
1: So, oh, Long John Silver has taken Captain Arrow prisoner all these years. Uh, for yep. all these years. Okay, right.
0: Do you want to trade? Fine. What What do you want? I want your top scientist to open this darn thing for me, <laughs> he says, while throwing the map to her.
1: So, this, this is the sphere from the original film, mm. the thing that only figure could open.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fine. Let me leave and I'll convey the message. But first, I want to speak with Captain Arrow just to make sure he's okay. Sure, go ahead. Guards, take her to him. So, she gets escorted to his cell. She finds him in a cell with multiple prisoners. He comes to the front and holds the bars and has a conversation with her. I'm here to rescue you. Well, thank you, Lieutenant. It's Commander now. Leland is Captain. We have a new ship. Can't wait for you to see it. Well, as, as much as I want to escape, we need to have that map with us. We can't let him have the map. Okay, leave it with me. We'll be we'll be back with a plan.
1: So do they know what the map entails? What's in it and stuff?
0: Yeah, the captain does. Okay. S- somehow. Sure, okay. Um, so she goes back to Silver and says that she's going to go and see her scientists. He insists on coming too to make sure that she doesn't pull any tricks on him. So he brings a band of his crew, mm-hmm. you know, about 10 pirates or something, back to the, uh, the the galaxy ship.
1: Is it the same crew? Are we talking like the head on the legs and the Probably, yeah. granite man and flatula and yeah. oh, all yeah. You know, flatula's <laughs> oh, got to come back. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> we are ditto. Not Ditto, Morph. Morph? morph. Oh, God gosh, damn it, I'm John. I am
1: sorry. well, they should have made it so similar to what was clearly a Pokemon. You know? Yeah, let's
0: let's say that he's got Morph. Um, cool. uh, there's no plots of Revenue Morph. Though. Sure, sure, sure. So they're taken back and immediately confined to quarters, obviously. And uh, they're given their own science officer, Lieutenant Arrow, who's using a made-up name. That night, he challenges the pirates to a drinking game. And as he is a rock creature, he's pretty much immune to alcohol. But oh. he can still pretend. Oh, okay. So the game goes... In his favour, obviously. And uh, he gets them very drunk. He asks for a trade of information, which they drunkenly accept. He gives them false information on how to open the map. And in return, they tell him where the key is to unlock the cage containing the captain. Ah. He's just in the throne room, just like in the arm of the chair or something. Okay. They all pass out. Well, after they all pass out, Mr Arrow leaves and shares this information with Captain Leyland. That night, Leyland, Arrow and atkart they all oh. mount a rescue mission for their long-lost captain. They go in, dressed as pirates, but find the costumes unnecessary, as all the pirates in the whole town or whatever it is, they're all passed out, because they're pirates, they get drunk all the time. Sure,
1: yeah. Not a lot of professionalism in that career path, really. No, not
0: really. (laughs) (laughs) They fetch the key from the throne room and go and unlock the captain. Captain Aaron's face lights up when he sees them. As soon as the door is opened, he runs straight for his little brother and gives him a big hug. He goes up to Leyland, holds up his hand in a salute, and says, Captain... And Dalen returns his salute, and they give each other a knowing nod. The whole group of them, along with a few Captain Arrow's new prisoner friends as well, bear in mind he's been in there for years. So he's so. got some
1: of his own sidekicks, yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. They make a quick exit and run back to the ship. They get back and very quietly move the knocked out pirates from their room, will carry them from their room and onto the ground outside. And then it, the ship takes off. noise of the engine wakes up the pirates. Uh huh. Hey, they're going away! And Captain Arrow is waving over the side of the ship holding the map in his hand. So long, suckers! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds, yeah, on, on theme. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like a line from this film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they fly away as quickly as possible, but the pirates get in airships, some of which are much faster, and catch up with them quickly. A fight ensues, which doesn't go very well at all, and Captain Lennon sees time repeating itself. He has only one option. He orders Commander Eckhart to take the map and the crew away to safety. While he buys him some time. She protests, but he says, That's not a commander, I go. So they salute, similar to the start of the film, completely. Sure. And she, she draws her sword and exits the bridge um, to go and help all the crew onto the uh, onto the lifeboats. So now it's just the two captains. There's Leyland and there's Arrow. Captain, it's your choice if you want to stay or leave, but my plan is to buy the crew some time. I'm with you to the end, Captain. And they fly directly towards the pirate ship. At the last moment, we see John Silver eject from his ship in a small craft as the two ships crash and destroy one another. Okay. John Silver slowly makes his way to the escape ships of the good guys and starts chasing them down. We cut to work out handing a map over to one of the prisoners from the Pirate Land, a big turtle-like fellow.
1: Ah, uh, I see what's happening here.
0: <laughs> Keep this safe. Take a faster ship and go to these coordinates. It's Captain Leland's orders. I will do, Captain. And that's the end of my story.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So. Okay. Why did you choose not to use Emma Thompson then? Was that just because you thought it was too much? Too because agree? then she'd have seen
0: John Silver. Oh, I see. She'd she be a pirate. Yes, okay, yeah, so. she knows a pirate.
1: Okay, yeah. oh, that's pretty okay, and I, I like that. So it's it's just setting up all of the reasons why everyone was doing mm. what they were doing.
0: Like yeah, it. I, I took a few pages out of uh, Rogue One. Oh, I see. it does have Rogue One life, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what it's have really you got? a exactly. Title? Yeah. It was, oh, you, so, you said The, it, the, the, the map to Treasure the Planet. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah. Okay, like it. Yeah, good. So, how did Arrow survive then if he was on the boat? Well, that was Captain Arrow. That was our character's big
0: brother. Oh, okay. So he he didn't, and Jim's dad, Captain Leyland, also didn't. They both died. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Is that not clear?
1: (laughs) Sorry, it is not. Cool. Any questions? No. No? (laughs) Very good. Cool. Okay, so on to
2: you, James. What have you got? Well, mine is not, some thought out and plotted. So now is mine, Harry does go big on detail. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I've got a sketch. That's fair. Let's see <laughs> the sketch. So I was thinking that Treasure Planet, Jim, he's got some daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Also, at the moment, I've been watching American Crime Story. Sure. Uh, assassination of Jenny Versace. And... Uh, Andrew Cannon, who's played by Darren Chris, mm-hmm. who's got some real daddy issues, oh. who just worked out and has turned sort of serial killer. Right, okay. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, he kills Jennifer Sachi, you know. So, yeah, I've been thinking this is uh, one of the few Disney films, well, not one of the few, uh, a Disney film where there's no love interest for the main yeah. character, mm-hmm. so why don't we make him gay? Like, oh, okay. people have been wanting Elsa to be gay in uh, Frozen <laughs> and Captain you America. Mean she isn't. She could be. She could be she could anything be. you want. That's one yeah, of the exactly. good things about Frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to a whole conference on Frozen once. that was called the Symphrosium. Uh. <laughs> um, and learned a hell of a lot about Frozen that I, I didn't need to know. <laughs> um, that's by the by. So, yeah, I thought, oh, let's make this one of the most Disney-ish films of all. Um, and, and as part of my research, I um, looked at 390 Disney films. I didn't watch them all. I collected data on them all mm-hmm. and then sort of average things out to see what's the average length of a Disney film, what's the average, what are their um, themes and things. The average Disney film is live action, so what I wanted to do was something a little bit different, a live action sequel to an animated film. Oh, has that ever been done? Not not with Disney. I don't know if it's been done anywhere else. Yeah, Very interesting um, idea. Yeah, and I thought we could keep a lot of the same cast, the voice cast, so David Hyde Pierce would still be Doppler. Sure. Emma Thompson could still be Amelia... I think uh, I'd like Darren Chris to be Jim. Sure. He's As opposed to, to Joseph Gordon. Yes, yeah, I think he's a bit old for the role now. True, yeah. Because I think it would be set not not long after uh, the events in, in the in the original film. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how you might be getting to this, so by all means, time
1: to sh- shut up if it's too soon. <laughs> how are you planning to handle the non-human element? Well,
0: CGI I think... it's pretty good these days, isn't it? Yeah,
2: CGI, but then Emma Thompson, if you've seen her in Nanny McPhee, she's no stranger to a bit of uh... Prosthetic. prosthetics, yeah. so I think that would be fine. I think David Hyde-Pierce would probably be fine with that. I would love but... to see David
1: Hyde-Pierce dressed as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: who wouldn't? <laughs> Immediately on board. <laughs> um, I'm thinking Joseph Gordon-Levitt could play Silver, mm-hmm. but um, Silver kind of, so... So basically what I've done here with the, my sequel ideas is thought, what am I watching at the moment? <laughs> how can I adapt them? So I'm also We've watching- never <laughs> done that, have <halfway>, we? <laughs> never. Never. So I'm also watching Farscape. Right, and okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Farscape. Um, it's uh, another show set in space. It's uh, a the character of Scorpius who kind of lives inside the main character's um, head a little bit because he's got this chip in his head. He's wow. the bad guy and he sort of um, has conversations with him a bit in uh, yeah, as if he's going mad. And so that could be the silver character voiced by, um, or played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It could be sure. the sort of mm-hmm. little voice in, in Jim's ear telling him to kill. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Martin Short would be fine as Ben. And Laurie Metcalfe could be Sarah Hawkins. That, <laughs> That's very easy. I think yeah. that fits really yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that it could be also, you've got all these massive sitcom characters, let's make it a serial killer comedy. Disney hasn't done that yet No, no, I can't believe they've not got around to that yet And the average Disney film is G-rated Or uh, Universal or PG So let's make this Disney's first 15 or 18 rated film Wow, okay Uh, Because their companies um, That they've owned Like Miramax and uh, Hollywood Studios Have put out 15, 18s But the highest rating that a Disney film's ever got so far Is a 12A uh, in the UK Or a Mm -hmm. PG-13 in the US so I was also thinking you've got your Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment. Yeah. So how about Jim's murder spree um, happens through the Disney animated universe? Oh. Uh, in a bit, bit sort of Wreck It Ralph two or uh, styley where you're going to get all the princesses together in, in in one film. Yeah, I think that could be an interesting thing, and a bit like Stitch as we were talking about earlier, because the the ad, the trailers for Lilo and Stitch featured Stitch in Beauty and the Beast or a scene from Aladdin mm-hmm. um, so I think that would be interesting to see how they, how it how could do that in live action all the other films um, but I was thinking you know how in um, American Horror Story Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. is just I mean you can't, American Crime Story sorry uh, sorry American Crime Story yeah you can't tell a word she's saying <laughs> John John uh, <laughs> um, she could pretty much play all of the other characters and <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see her tackling as many accents as, as she can Uh <laughs> And she 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 with prosthetics yeah. too. And then I thought Ricky Martin, who's pretty useless and not underused in uh, an American Crime Story, <laughs> could be morph. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> don't know how we dep- depict him. Maybe she <laughs> just hang around in the back uh, background <laughs> of the scenes. Um, yeah. So that's as much of a sketch as I have is a, is a an, an LGBT themed serial killer comedy. Very Disney, right? Yeah, yeah, very marketable. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jim's
1: get so Jim's gay. Yeah, and yeah. he's going around killing Disney princesses. Yeah, is that yeah. the basic maybe, premise? Maybe they could
2: be rivals. He's he's after the princes, so oh, okay, he's bumping sure. off the princesses. Yeah. That would work, right? <laughs> okay. Or maybe he just doesn't like people singing. <laughs> yeah, it could, well, it could that actually that
1: that could be a good angle. It could be like this kind of whole reaction against what Disney stands for, because yes. this film was trying to be something a little bit different, obviously. Oh, yeah. you could go really meta and like he's just really he's really bitter about the box office
2: grosses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. he teams up with John Carter to. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To to, uh, to attack the critics. Maybe he could come out and
1: yeah. Yeah. And... What like us? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, have you got like an end game in mind? How would this resolve itself? Like... No. Because how just does... run and run? Yeah, Crown Story. Didn't he just kill himself at the end? I don't know. I haven't
2: got that. Yet. Sorry, I was thinking. Sorry, spoiler alert. I have of the rest <laughs> of I think he does. Yeah, um, yeah maybe he could. Because that would be very Disney-esque, wouldn't it, for the lead character to kill himself? Oh yeah. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> now that that's, that's my well, that's my uh, I think. horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks. But Interesting. Oh, you'll find it even more horrifying. I think the theme tune will be "I'm Still Here." Oh. Oh. Maybe he hears that in his head and that drives him to kill. Oh, okay.
1: As in the start, the Suntime number number. No,
2: the, I'm still here. The the, the, the song Jim from this Briss- film. Oh no, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: no, no. Did you hear the other song of the end credits was by BB Mac? Yes. So that was very much this. This film came out in 2002, not 2001, not 2003. <laughs> that one period when BB Mac with the hot thing, like, of course. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, any questions, Harry? Don't think so, no. I, mean, I have a lot of questions. But... We, we, we've gone dark this week. Yeah. Yes. Actually, for once, I haven't. So... You haven't, okay. Yeah, I might have the lightest one this I've week. I've not gone that dark, I don't think. You no, I mean, it did somewhere ed- else. Did. Yeah, both of yours ended with, with a fair bit of death and, you know, <laughs> sadness and self-sacrifice. So. Right. That's a comedy. Yeah, 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 true. Comedy and tragedy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, actually, I don't have one idea this week. I have I've just decided to, rather than one overarching idea, I've gone for three smaller ideas this week. Because my take on this was that, obviously, this film is based on the idea of... It's taken the existing story of Treasure Island, which to me is one of the classic story. It's like All About Eve or... Um, what other ones are reused all the time? Like
2: um, like um Hamlet. Ben-Hur?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like Hamlet. It's like Ben-Hur. It's like All About Eve. It's one of those Remember classic... Romeo and Juliet. Frankenstein. It's, and Juliet, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. Frankenstein. It's one of those classic stories yeah. that just gets adapted to different things. So obviously this mm-hmm. film was like the story of Treasure Island, but in space. Mm-hmm. Muppet Treasure Island was the story of treasure island but with muppets you know what mm-hmm. i mean like so, so i was thinking what other context to tell that story might like, you have okay, okay. wait do, do you want to try and guess oh okay um i'm gonna go mad max <laughs> no 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 i'm not going mad max although it could work. well no no because it's, it's it's this story so it's not another story it's this story in different context
0: okay well Mad uh, treasure island in, a, in the desert no okay mm-hmm. cross my mind but no treasure island under the sea no, I no. did think of that too obviously. <laughs> That'd be too obvious. Uh, is something with time travel? No, not really. This is difficult. I this don't know difficult. what you
1: might have... Yeah. Well, would you like to hear what I did come up with? Mm, all right, go on. You're okay. very smug. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. There's a lot of... Um, th- th- there may be a little bit of uh, pun work involved in this, so oh, no. that did inspire it a little bit. <laughs> Great. So the first idea I had is called Treasure Granite. <laughs> and it's set, uh, it takes place in 145 million B.C., um, and in this one Jim Hawkins is an adventure loving iguanodon <laughs> who's trapped by his responsibility to take care of a small dino cafe run by his mother <laughs> one day their grazing lands were invaded by a grizzled old triceratops called Harry Horns Billy Bones <laughs> Harry Horns you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, who begs for sanctuary and Jim shows him mercy and the old man takes a bit of a shine to him but then soon they're attacked by a vicious pack of Dilophosaurus which are those dinosaurs of Jurassic Park that spit um Acid oh, yes. into the guy's face, because I thought like Billy uh, Blind Pew is in not in, they don't really do the Blind Pew plot in this one, do they? No. But that is in the original Treasure Island, and it's in the Muppet one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Blind Pew obviously. is the yeah the blind fiend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Visually challenged fiend. <laughs> God, I love that film so much, <laughs> I know I've mentioned it before. God, I love it. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Harry Horns is mortally wounded in this uh, attack by the Dilophosaurus, uh, and he gives Jim a mysterious egg that he says must not fall into the wrong hands. And uh, he urgently warns Jim to keep an eye out for the one-clawed raptor uh, before dying dramatically. And then Jim notices that on the egg is actually etched a map. And he follows the map to treasure? That's as far as this one went. <laughs> <laughs> treasure rock. Treasure quest, treasure rock, yeah, exactly. Treasure cave? I'm not sure, yeah. some Something mythical. There's some, what would a dinosaur consider treasure?
0: Mm, tre- Trees? Trees? Uh, an anti-meteor device.
1: Yes. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like some kind of bunker. Maybe the meteor that wipes out the dinosaurs is like visible in the skyline. It's like a, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's as far as I got with that. Just the same story, tre- but with dinosaurs. Tre- treasure bunker. Treasure bunker, okay. yeah. You have to make sure it's not too similar to the Disney film Dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Or indeed the Disney-affiliated <laughs> aff- TV show Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, so that was Treasure Granite.
2: And would that be animated?
1: Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, my next one is not animated; it's a live action, and this is in, this is called Treasure Highland, uh, not about Scotland. Uh, it's this this Highlander? This, no, no Treasure okay. Highland. Land, uh, in a school. Stoners. Uh, oh, <laughs> the, no. This yes, yeah, so, no, no. This, this is based on the way that um, a lot of Shakespeare and classic literature, like like how clueless oh. is uh, is Emma, okay. the film Clueless is Jane Austen's Emma. Ten Things I Hate About You is yeah, The Taming of the Shrew, yeah. um, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Julia. You know that class. It's yeah. very common to take classic literature and take put turn it into a high school movie. Yeah. So this is kind of inspired by that. So it's the it's the same story again, but set in a U.S. high school with kind of a Mean Girls kind of vibe. And I was thinking, you love that
0: film. I love Mean Girls. You quote you you quote that all the time, or you say Mean Girls kind of vibe. Yeah. It's like an iconic every, movie. every other episode. It's an iconic it's movie. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, you seen the sequel?
2: Have you seen the sequel to Mean
1: No, but it upsets me because this we would so have done Mean Girls that it wasn't that shitty, shitty, unauthorized for our sequel. Like,
2: I'm sure it's terrible. Yeah,
1: I mean Tina Fey didn't even write it, so you no, know. No. Yeah. But yeah, this 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 is a bit of a deep cut. This is one for our hardcore fans. Do you remember way way back in Episode Five when no. I did uh, the good, Go the bad, when I did the good, the bad, and the the, the ugly sequel as a t- as a teen? Mingles. That was Episode Five. Episode Four, mm. Six.
0: Maybe it was around that time. I just know that five was the fifth element.
1: Yeah, you're right. Okay, but it was around, It was definitely early days. But I, to, I did a sequel to the, a remake of The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly as a Mean Girls esque. You're right. I do do this a lot. Yeah. Uh, as a See? Mean Girls <laughs> <laughs> It's my new Truman Show. It's a crush. Um, <laughs> as a, so, I did The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly movie, the Clint Eastwood classic, remade as a Mean Girls esque high school movie called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Fugly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you go with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that one, I think I cast Anna Kendrick as a. Um, Oh, As that's the Clint choice. Eastwood character. And she, I think she steals like a sex tape or a, a comp, she steals like a compromising tape of two high school bitches played by Taylor Swift and Aubrey Plaza, who are the bad and the fugly. Okay. And it's not fugly because I was, it wasn't fugly because I have them ugly. Uh-huh. And Aubrey Plaza was the fugly because she was like the goth. Because uh-huh. Aubrey, do you know who
2: Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So she always plays like these dark, twisted characters. So it was the idea that she was just like a, a rebel. Not that she's, not Not to imply that she's anyway any way ugly, she's far from it.
2: She was playing April Ludgate. Okay.
1: Yeah, basically yeah. her character was yeah. like a coffee yeah. cool-looking type. Anyway, so basically that film ended with her double-crossing them and getting away with this compromising tape. So in this film, I thought maybe she's like Billy Bones. So this film maybe centers on somebody else who's like this introverted girl who I want it to be a girl uh, who's in like a drama class or something, and maybe she's like cleaning up after drama class, yearning for adventure, and maybe. It will come to me, uh, <laughs> and maybe who's named, who, who did I say I cast? Amber Benson, up uh, in this, up in the, up in the uh... Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, and maybe Anna Kendrick comes in. That was a fun little journey. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe Anna Kendrick staggers in, and she's got this tech sex tape that she's been, you know, defending that she's stolen, and maybe she's been double crossed, and she's like been mortally wounded, and she gives it to this high school, mm-hmm. uh, this, this new high school girl, and says, "Don't let this fall into the wrong hands," and again from that. It builds up into a whole treasure island story somehow.
2: Mm. Oh, see, I thought your map could have been in the burn book. That would be,
1: Actually, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, that's better. Make it a proper Mingo's <laughs> crossover with the burn book. The, yeah. the, the treasure leads to... What, what would a teen girl have as a treasure? Huh. Diary. Uh, yeah. yeah. Remember, the burn book is the treasure. Um, yeah um, okay I know I like that better so maybe yeah. it's actually just in the Mean Girls universe yeah. and maybe it's like <laughs> <laughs> the
2: extended universe the extended, the <laughs> the extended universe. Mean Girls universe and
1: it's uh, Rachel McAdams' character maybe she's like graduated maybe she's like a, a, a figure of legend at this point and maybe the treasure is the hunt for like 10 years later the treasure is the hunt for her mythical burn book which has been burnt somewhere and someone took that <laughs> out that's better thank you James that is brilliant Yeah. this sounds a bit American Pie a little bit yeah 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 Okay, so both, uh, the, so both of those are a little <laughs> bit thin. My third one is my favourite. So, okay. So then my third and final suggestion...
0: The Truman Show.
1: Damn it! No, it's not. <laughs> Never happening again now. it's It's been, it's been beaten to the ground. It's been, it's been killed stone dead.
0: So, James, if you weren't aware, John has a habit of just giving up on his ideas and just being like the whole thing was the Truman Show all along as though though that's a twist that's not been done before he once did it two weeks in a row
1: and you've (laughs) never let me forget it that's right okay Okay. so my final suggestion which is my personal favourite is uh, Treasure Eye Friends and it's the it's a stand it's a very standard Treasure Island remake you know set Uh in the whenever the original was set 16th century
0: Mm -hmm. but with the the Friends cast with the
1: cast of Friends so I thought we could talk about right. who... So basically, Jim right. Hawkins okay, yeah. is going to be played by the actor who played Ben.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ross <laughs> and son. All right. right, yep, yep. So uh, now, um, how are we
0: going to cast course. the rest of the characters? Yeah. Okay, well, we've got the mother. Yeah. I'm going Phoebe. Well, I was thinking Jennifer think... Aniston, maybe. Or maybe, maybe, they're two, maybe they're two... Actually, yes, Jennifer Aniston, because I feel like uh, Lisa Kudrow can just be much funner. In yeah, yeah, I've got other
1: thoughts. Really or the mother could just be um, Carol and Susan a double role.
0: Can't, okay, yeah. because the mother's be in
2: crossover and be Sheldon's mum. I'm Lauren Eckhoff. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep it to <laughs> the cast in of from Friends.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of, uh, I want to keep it to the cast of Friends though. So we need a Billy Bones first He's going to come in and give... Um... Estelle. Estelle. <laughs> That's good. I was, <laughs> I was thinking work. we needed to have Estelle in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that this was my choice for, for Lisa Kudrow. Okay. I thought she'd be a great Billy Bones. Mm-hmm. She could really like ham that up. Like, yeah, but... Whoofer's
0: Billy Bones again?
1: He was the one who came in and gave. Well, in this film, he's hardly in it. Uh, he okay. Gives, yeah. He gives. Yeah, the, t- the turtle guy. The term, yeah. yeah. He's much. He's a much bigger character in Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Treasure Rowland.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was thinking in terms of the Muppet one. I could really imagine Lisa Kudrow doing that, like the black spot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But then. Do you want to waste
0: Lisa Kudrow? In? She doesn't need true? to die straight away, though. Yeah, that's yeah. True. It's yeah. Open for yeah. He's doing another remake of Treasure Island, not another remake of Treasure Planet. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So he goes off, soke. Okay, so he gets the map from maybe Estelle, maybe from Lisa Kudrow. We'll just we'll we'll finalize later. <laughs> and he, he, has to have the the dog, the David Hyde Pierce character, who is in in the original one and in Muppet, <laughs> is uh, what's he called? Um, Fozzie. Fuzzy. Fuzzy Bear? Who does he
3: play? Uh,
2: Fozziewick? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Oh, Fosywick, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so
1: that character, anyway, anyway, just the, the rich benefactor who funds the whole thing, essentially. Mm. So who's in, who's going to play that character? Do you think the David Hyde Pierce Avatar? Mm. He's in it for quite a long time. Yeah, he, he's got yeah, to be let's, a main. Let's, just, let's just go Ross now. I think you want to go with Ross, okay?
2: Um, yeah, that would fit. He's a very David Hyde Pierce sort of. Yeah, also really annoying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. Hey, okay, you don't like Doppler. <laughs> see, I went with Joey. Um... What? No, absolutely no. I was thinking, if not Ross, then Chandler. Sure. Because Chandler could do good fart jokes. Well, I, I, to be honest, yeah. I gave, I made it it's Ross. Just, I gave, it, I
1: made it Joey, <laughs> just because I have reasons for casting the other two male characters elsewhere. Uh, right. okay. But it's all a discussion. So, he, so then <laughs> we, we, we get all to, come back to this. Yeah. Yes. So then, obviously, he hires the crew of uh, criminals and pirates and stuff, mm. and they got on the boat, and then they meet the captain, who's gonna be played by Monica. Yeah. Same. Clearly, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> There's no argument. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is, and that led me to thinking. Well, if the captain is Monica Geller slash um, Courtney Cox, mm. then Mr. Arrow has to be Chandler.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: You know, the two of them were, as a couple, kind of, you know, yeah. but but her in control and him very much like the first yeah. mate.
0: You know what? Maybe Arrow is better as 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 Ross. Would that then turn into weirdness? I <laughs> <Just> <laughs> think because the character he, he's just very dry. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's not really much room for jokes there, which Mm. Joey and Chandler are all about. And Ross is just... Just Ross.
1: Okay. Well, I cast David Schwimmer-Ross as Long John Silver. Only because...
2: He's had three divorces.
1: He's had three divorces, (laughs) yeah. But also because, obviously, Long John Silver always has a a little animal sidekick. Mm -hmm. So obviously in this it's Morph, and in Muppets it's uh, the Lobster. So obviously, no-brainer, Marcel. Marcel. Marcel the monkey. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so then obviously they, they they set out on their voyage. You know everything ensues. You know there's the betrayals. There's long that Mr. Arrow, poor old Chandler gets thrown overboard. Um, there's a mutiny. The pirates take over. So the captain, uh, Monica, and Little Ben, Jim Hawkins, and who's the first? Oh, and Mister Fuzzywig, um, Joey. <laughs> they they have to abandon ship and take refuge on a mysterious island, where they run into Ben Gunn. Who I have cast mm. as Janice. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. you can certainly imagine couldn't you yeah, like going yeah. running through the forest and it's like, oh, oh my, my god!
3: god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe that means Chandler should be Mr. Fuzzywig because yeah, maybe <laughs> because that reunion would be better. actually. yeah. yeah okay, yeah. no, yeah. I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, so Joey can be Mr. Arrow maybe because then he's stupid enough to get thrown overboard easily or something. I don't know. But in, in just in service of Chandler and Dan. sure,
0: sure, okay. Well, we, we need to make give Joey some jokes. Yeah, we'll have to at some point. Have you cast Rachel yet?
1: No, because she was going to be Mrs. Hawkins, but then I was um, thinking actually Carol and Susan would make more sense. It will yeah. be funnier. Yeah. So I don't know if any major characters left. Have I used them all? That's what I'm thinking. No. Um, not... Mike, Paul Rudd. No, we're not even cast Rachel yet. So, oh yeah. right, yeah. But I mean, I was thinking <laughs> oh, major characters in Treasure Island yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the problem. I find it hard to like match everything up correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then obviously they find the treasure. And um, then there's all of that stuff goes down. And yeah, there's not really any other characters. But I was thinking, like, the main, the the evil pirate crew should all be friends side characters. So, like, the one, so Long John Silver's henchmen should definitely be, should definitely include Gunter, Mm -hmm. Fun Bobby, uh, Jack and Judy, the chick and the duck. Oh, the chick
0: and the duck. (laughs) Maybe we should have a scene where there's like, in one of the battle scenes where there's just loads of pirates, mm. it's just everybody who any friend has ever dated. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah a so lot of people Paul, right get there. Get Paul Rudd yeah. in there,
0: yeah. Get, um, oh, Paul Rudd gets demoted to just that. Gender, yeah, that's same, that's just that. the same, same as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, just on
1: the same level as, like, Tad. So yeah. a regular character <laughs> for three seasons.
2: Yeah, They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. could have the chicken and the duck in place of the parrot. Oh, that
0: could Wait, work. Yes, yeah. and then
1: it would be Joey as long John Silver, maybe or maybe
0: he needs to be a. Uh, the... So we've got the trick on one side, the duck on the other, like the devil and the angel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that
1: could work. Yeah, I think what we're getting at is there's a lot of casting options here, but <laughs> yeah. Rachel's hard. To, Rachel's hard to crowbar in. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe Rachel can be in
1: flashback as um, Flint. As Flint, yeah?
2: yeah.
1: Maybe Jennifer Aniston should be Arrow then, because she's like Monica's, you know, constant companion. Yeah.
3: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
2: Trouble with Treasure Island is there's not enough roles. There's not R- enough roles. roles to make this... or, Yeah, or roles for women.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of gen- gender neutral casting in my version. And, yeah. in, to be yeah. fair, it's in better. other versions, yeah. 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 Like, the, 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 there's been a female Ben Gunn. Like, Miss Piggy was, was Benjamin Gunn in. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And that's about that's as far as it goes. I just thought it'd be really fun to have it as a friend's knockoff. <laughs> wow. Crikey. Yeah. Any
2: questions? Or...
1: So that'll be live action? It will be live action, yeah. I think that'd just be in itself. It might just be an episode of Friends, really. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you're not changing the setting, or is the setting going to be between, you know, instead of the Benbow Inn, it'll be Central Perk. Yes, Star yes. it yes. starts.
1: But I, w- I would like it to be set in, like, ye olde Central Perk. You know? <laughs> I want it to be, like, 60... I want them all to be in, like, period costume, Right. I and mean, that's going to make it funnier, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, and film it in sepia tones. Yeah, but they
1: should definitely all be drinking coffee all the time. You know? <laughs> Brilliant. Well, does that, uh, that wrap it up? I think that concludes, yeah. So shall we get to some listener submissions? Oh, yeah always forget those. Uh, cool. I mean they're the best bit. I know, yeah. So, yeah, I put up the call to our listeners, and this is some of the ideas that they had. Jacob Ben had a wild idea. He said, I know a lot of sequels like to go bigger, but what if you did the opposite? I'm thinking instead of space pirates, the sequel could have old-timey pirates. They'd have normal ships, not spaceships. And they couldn't be trying to find a treasure planet, though. So maybe they'd be looking for, looking for something harder to find in the normal ocean, like some kind of treasure island? <laughs> And then Mike Visser said, Yeah, but we're Muppets and Tim Curry. <laughs> like, on board, great. Who said that, sorry? Mike Visser. Are you sure? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. No. It's my, my alter ego, my nom de plume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Francisco Fiello says, The real treasure is the planet they found along the way. The planet they found inside, I think. Oh, That's very Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get lost. Uh, Bloatbusters at Bloatbusters said, uh, Jim is now an admiral in the academy. He receives it, so this is a direct sequel, I guess. He receives a message from Ben. Saying that he's mem- remembered a message from Flint, Captain Flint. He hi- he hid his old ship, which was in Lost since his Disappearance, before closing Treasure Planet. Jim manages to talk his superiors into letting him go, saying it would be a massive get for the Academy. He enlists Amelia. Is that Emma Thompson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He enlists Emma Thompson, Amelia, who's never felt 100% happy since settling down with all her kids and stuff. Hated that they made her have kids at the end. Hated. Oh, yeah. Didn't like that. Wasn't here what? for that at all. Really? They totally domesticated her. It was awful. I know it's supposed
2: to be like kittens and puppies, but yeah. Yeah, but she's not necessarily giving up her job. No, you? it was implied, I don't know. Was it? Was it? Maybe I was just <laughs> maybe I was putting my own prejudices in there. It was then? an interesting interspecies um romance. Oh, totally, yeah. But
1: yeah. I wish they made more jokes about that. Like.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he enlists Amelia,
1: who's never felt 100% happy since settling down. Uh, Morpho also comes along too. Uh, and they hear rumours that Silver is also hunting the ship, so they race to find it before he does. You know, Various stuff happens, the plot moves along, leading to Jim losing his eye. And then we get to the place where the ship is hidden, and we see that Ben is already there. He's held hostage by Silver, who welcomes them and asks for their help. They begrudgingly agree, and they manage to find the ship, buried in an ice cave. Jim tries to stop Silver getting on board, but fails. Silver grabs the wheel, which sets off another trap, and ends up killing him. Silver, I guess. Jim looks on in despair, but Ben tells him Silver knew about the trap. He wanted to stop the ship from being used by anyone but Flint. Ben then hands Jim Silver's eye, stating that he'd instructed Ben to give it to Jim after his death. They return home. Jim brings the figurehead with him. He lies to his superiors and he sets up the figurehead at his mum's inn. The title is Treasure Planet 2 The Ship in the Stars. So I guess it's Jim becoming Long John Silver? Is the it Looks like yeah. it, yeah. So that, loses... that took a journey. <coughs> huh? It
2: did, uh, didn't it? He loses his eye and
1: he gets I guess Silver's eye. I guess maybe he just loses his oh, eye to oh. make him because Silver lost a hand or a leg or something. Just to, he has to be I'm assuming. Interesting. I hope, we got, I hope we've done that justice, Blockbusters. Thank you for that. Dad Zone at Dad Zone Cast admitted they have not seen this film, <laughs> but they said, I'm sure they found treasure, right? So in the treasure, the lead, <laughs> the lead character maybe
2: fa- finds a magic lamp and rubs it, and it's Aladdin? That yeah. was something I thought was missing. Where was the lamp? I wanted to yeah. see a, 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 little, a, lamp a in there. little Easter egg. Yeah, yeah because they were pretty much in the Cave of Wonders.
1: Yeah. yeah. And finally, False Starts at False Starts Pod said, whatever the sequel is, can we finally get some presents for these guys and Atlantis in the parks? Because Discoveryland in Paris is where they rightfully belong. Mm. Are they not represented at all in Disneyland? I'm assuming you've been. I don't th-
2: No, Treasure Planet and, um, yeah, and Atlantis The Lost Empire. Although Atlantis The Lost Empire got a sequel, uh, it didn't really get much else. Oh, dear. It's, I don't, have you seen Atlantis The Lost Empire? No. It's... It's along the lines of this film as in in it's it's good, it, it's good yeah it's as good as this film I think and it's it's a different feel again because it's a, it's a young um, teenage hero but he's kind of bespectacled and he's not all muscle bound and he has this sort of crew of um, who go to find try and find Atlantis mm-hmm. um, and the crew is made up of a range of ethnicities which is a bit sort of different for a, a Disney film. And then there's this when they find Atlantis. There's this whole world with um, sort of alienish creatures, including um, the head one voiced by uh, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, nice. Um, okay. It's, yeah, it's it, it's good. Yeah, it's a shame we can't do it on here because it's got a sequel.
1: Oh, it did do well enough to get a
2: sequel then? Yeah, straight to DVD sequel, which was sort of made up of three episodes for a purported TV TV series that didn't happen. Right, okay. uh, Yeah, yeah. But like Treasure Planet, it didn't really have any impact in the parks. No, yeah. Yeah. Just
3: try
1: and brush them under the carpet a little bit. It's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah, so that was an an impassioned plea for more representation of that uh cool okay so i guess that's treasure planet so thanks james for joining us
2: that was uh thank you very much for having me it's anytime. been great to have you, been, great to have you here. been looking forward
0: to it for a long mm-hmm. time
1: thank Indeed. you uh is there anything you'd like to plug while you're up here
2: um i've plugged my book yeah. uh Reminds us again though uh, yeah so my uh book which is coming out i don't know sometime this year <laughs> i'm waiting for the proofs back from the publisher which i can't believe i can even say if you go to my website jamesdoes.co.uk, or follow me on Twitter, jamesdoesdisney. My book is called uh, Disney Connections and Collections. I think it's that way around. It's a while since I've seen it. (laughs) Uh, Disney Connections and Collections movies. And then there's a second volume coming out once I've written it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, it'll be available, I think, only on Amazon. But yeah, please buy it. Cool. we'll, we will, we'll <laughs> definitely you. we'll tweet out when that book comes out definitely. thank you yeah, cool. cool great if you have any
1: sequel ideas for treasure planet or any movies we've done in the past please let us know we are beyond the box set you can find us at beyond our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms including itunes stitcher Acast, spotify google play and many more uh, just search beyond the box set or go to our website where we have all the links uh, if you enjoy the show please subscribe and if you would like to leave us a review that really helps us to find your listeners you can also support us on Patreon, uh, as we mentioned earlier. Just go to patreon.com/slash/beyondtheboxset, forward where you can access all of our bonus content for as much or as little as you like. We're on all good performers of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Once again, just search beyond the box set, and we have merchandise available on tpublic.com. Again, just go to tpublic.com and search beyond the box set, or follow the links on our website beyondtheboxset.com. And breathe. And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, next week, okay, it's my turn. To mm-hmm. do a film, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, we recently reviewed Isle of Dogs on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And we had the conversation that neither have actually seen that many Wes Anderson films. Uh, okay. So I thought, maybe the time is right to do our first Wes Anderson film on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I have decided that next week we are going to do The Royal Tenenbaums.
0: Okay, I've, I've not heard of it. Well,
1: there you go. Hopefully we'll be Is it good? It. I enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. I need to refresh on it, but... Yeah, I think we haven't really done much Wes Anderson, so no. and he's one of those directors I think we should cover at some point, so mm, yeah. let's start with The Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I've really enjoyed Grand one, Budapest. One, one of
0: the films he, he,
1: he did. One of the two you've seen, one you enjoyed, one you kind of met. Yeah. I
0: mean, I enjoyed it enough that I'm like, oh God, Wes Anderson's amazing, I love everything he does, and then I didn't quite love a lot of dogs. <laughs> Which was the one you really loved? Grand Budapest, I Ah, uh, yes, that, I think that's his best. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of generally, yeah, he's all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think he's in a quiet taste, but I really enjoyed the Grand Bar- Budapest yeah. yeah. Cool, well, uh, so
1: yeah, we'll join join us next week for the Royal Tenenbaums, and that's it. So, thank you, James, thank you, thank you, Harry. Thank- mm. It's always weird when I do that, it's, like, uh, <laughs> no, it's anyone that's guests. You just uh, call me off guard completely, you're just um, like,
0: oh, you're welcome,
1: <laughs> cool. So, join us next week for the Royal Tenenbaums, thanks a lot, guys. Great, thank bye. you, bye. <laughs>